Welcome to History in Six, a place where we sample history in six-minute increments. I'm your host, Tima Lindell, and today we're going to take a quick detour and discuss the history of money. Time is short. Let's jump into it. We use money every day. We use it to buy Happy Meal at McDonald's. We use it to buy food at the grocery store. We use it to buy games we play. We use it to go to games. We use it all the time. But what is money? Where did it come from? Let's step back in time 15,000 years ago to about 13,000 BC. At this time, there were no cities. There were no real population centers. Every day was geared toward survival. If you were alive back then, you lived in a small nomadic tribe that would travel from place to place in order to hunt for food. You hunted food, like deer population or bison or whatever food was in your area. You gathered food, berries off of trees and things of that nature. Or you were performing other tasks to support life, like making yourself clothes, making your tools to hunt and cook, and then cooking itself. You had to do everything yourself if you wanted to survive. The only way services were traded back then was through simple bartering. Let's say I was really good at hunting and you were really good at making weapons for hunting. You could make some of these weapons and I might trade some of the food from my hunt for those weapons and tools. Or, since we were little nomadic tribes, the tribes may trade among themselves. Let's say my tribe had an excess of animal pelts. We were lucky in our hunting and we had an excess of pelts. And we came across a tribe that had come across, say, salts and spices that would make food taste better. We might trade our excess pelts for those spices. The system worked well as long as all parties had something to trade. If I had corn but no clothes and you had clothes but no food, I could trade my corn for clothes. But what if I already had clothes? You would starve because you'd have nothing to trade for food. You'd have to come up with something you could do for me in order to avoid starving. Bartering was limited by what we could trade with each other directly. It made specialty in like a particular service very difficult, unless it was a service that was universally needed by everybody. The world needed a better way, a way to trade my service for something of value. I could then take that item of value to someone else and trade it for their service. This advancement happened around 5,000 years ago, 3,000 BC in Mesopotamia, basically modern-day Iraq. They created a monetary system based upon the shekel. The shekel was a unit of weight for grain. The shekel was the weight of roughly 180 wheat grains. In modern weights, that would range anywhere from like 8.5 to 9.5 grams, which meant that 50, roughly 50 shekels in a pound. They would use the commodity of grain as an early form of money. I would trade X number of shekels of, gr of grain for your service, and I would be paid an X number of shekels for my service. This is not the most efficient transaction mechanism. Say if I needed 500 shekels, I would need a cart or a lot of people to carry 100 pounds of wheat with me. The other problem was wheat is a perishable commodity. If it's sitting around for too long and not used, it goes bad. Even with these limitations, it allowed civilization to grow because we were no longer tied to a strict barter system and we could begin to specialize our services, at least to some extent. In 650 BC, the Lydians from where we would consider modern-day Turkey made the next step forward. They minted the first coins of gold and silver. Why gold and silver? Well, when we look at the first law of supply and demand, if, if the item is scarce, then its price will go up because more people are wanting to buy it and therefore they compete with higher prices to be able to purchase said item. Since gold and silver are rare metals that are difficult to find, that in of itself makes them valuable. 
But more importantly, it was the sheen and luster of gold and silver which made them desirable beyond their natural rarity, i.e. you could make pretty things from them. Gold and silver became symbols of status, wealth. But from a utilitarian standpoint, gold had a, and silver had additional advantages. They were divisible and could be easily carried. They could be divided uniformly by weight. Therefore, we could have standards for the coins. And they didn't perish like other goods, such as wheat, and could hold their value over time. They didn't go bad. Gold doesn't go bad over time. The big takeaway is that we had a monetary system that we could carry around on our own. I could trade my services for coins, then take those coins to the market and purchase the goods I might need at that point in time. Or, since they weren't perishable, I could save the coins, and on a future date when I needed something, pull those coins out and then go and purchase the item I wanted. This led to a true specialization of skills. If I wanted, I could make chairs and wouldn't have to find people to barter for my chairs. I could sell my chairs in a store, and as people needed the chairs, they could come seek me out for my goods. I could then take the coins that I got for selling my goods and purchase the things I needed at a later date. What about paper money? The 7th century Tang Dynasty in China was the first civilization to use paper notes for money. It was a promised note for some amount of gold. I could take that note to the person who wrote it and exchange it for gold. This was an incredibly important advancement in money. I didn't have to carry gold around with me, which back in those days was a very dangerous proposition because thieves would be looking to steal it. 11th century Song Dynasty took the step further and created the first true paper currency called Jiaozi. These notes were backed by the government and guaranteed with precious metals. Then in the 13th century, with the travels of Marco Polo and other explorers from Europe, they, also, they, began, they discovered the use of paper money and brought back with them to Europe. By the 17th century, Europe was creating banks that held the gold and used paper money to represent the gold, making it even easier to carry and transfer money in exchange for goods. Paper money became the king for trade across the world. Bringing us back to our original question, what is money? Money is the value that our goods and services are worth. In essence, it's the value of our labor. Whether we are making a good chair or programming the game Fortnite for Epic, it doesn't matter. We are performing work. That work has a value. The money we are paid represents the value of that work. So from a mathematical perspective, money equals work, which is pretty cool. When we were out contributing to the economy, we're not just spending money, we're literally spending our labor. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star rating. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Either way, subscribe to get future content. And as always, have a great day if you want to.